0: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff, and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we talk about a fairly tense affair at Tynecastle. But on reflection, it's probably a bit more tense than what it should have been. Here to talk through um, all the highs and lows of of watching Rangers in the winter months. Um, first of all, first pod I've done with you in a while. It's Young Andrew. How are you, my friend?
1: I feel like it's been that long that like I'm no longer young Andrew almost <laughs> uh, yeah not too bad not too bad um, if we usually do the countdown at the start of the pod so I went I can just pop over to my room and get my, my drink I left on my table and then that wasn't the case um, so if you'd seen the wee kind of icon at the bottom you would have seen me making my room a bit like a total wipeout course just to grab my juice there but yeah apart from the bit of the frantic start all good mate all good
0: no, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you've made it back to your seat, safe and sound, um, <laughs> injury free. Um, Obviously, you've never been in the Rangers training centre. Um, if you came back unscathed, also joining is um, one half of the Galas too. is Davey P, one of the people. How are you, my friend?
2: It's am and Colin. I am. Uh, it'll be nice to, because uh, I've run over the events of last night just to just to sense check my opinions and some of the events that's going on. <laughs> The amount of uh, sweary words that were thrown uh, about last night was just, I just thought this isn't healthy. So, I just want to check with you guys that I'm, I'm normal.
0: I don't know, um, i Hi. <laughs> ah well, David, I didn't what to say that, um, but it's fallen <laughs> rangers um, over the last ten years really does distort reality. Um, but without further ado, the last but by no means least, the other half of the Galas to a man on the continent, Davy T. How are you tonight? Yeah, great, Colin. Yeah, well, I
3: say great. I we're fed up with it. no getting sun here with woman a month now, so. I'm getting I'm i looking forward to having a day of sun sometime, but I don't think there's gonna be one coming soon, so just to have a wee rant about that to start with.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell, we 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 use the analogy old man shouting at clouds, but we d I didn't expect we'd actually have the um the personification of it tonight. Um and last by no means least, hello to all the loyal listeners watching and near and far, um live and after the fact as well. And listening along on Apple and Spotify, a shout out to Kami K. Before the show even started, he's gifted a Gallup View membership. Um, uh, anybody doesn't know what that is, for a pound a month, you can get extra content. You can get me verbally coming in your ears um, five days a week. I probably should have worded that a little bit better, but um, it's live. We've got to go with it. And thank you for Kami for... um. <laughs> for donating that. Um if you do want to get involved, you know, brilliant. Um if you don't paying for extra content content's not your thing, finds a like. That really goes a long way as well. Just before we do get in, uh, one of our podders, Scott McKay, um who you all know and love, um he does a he does a bit of writing for inside Eyebrook sand, the Fourth Official, and he's involved in various other pods and he's asked for a shout out. Um he's doing an article and a few podcasts on mental health um important important with Topic any time of the year um, but particularly going into December January and he's um, speaking about people's experience or their own experience of mental health and um, if it is impacted by the football or anything else like that Um, so if you do want to get in touch if you think you can add any you know anything worthwhile if you do want to reach out um, Scott's taking anonymous quotes to put in his article as well just really you know speaking about his own experience um, so he is at Mac 992 on Twitter. Um, So, without further ado, Andrew, um, I'm going to come to you first, and I'll try and rationalise this before we get to Davey P, because I know he was wondering if he's normal. Um, Watching back the highlights for last night, it's always a different game when you take the emotion out of it. Um, Some of the listeners might jump in me. Rangers weren't as bad as what I felt. They they were when I was watching last night. However, the finishing is just as bad at the same time of watching, and that is the clear issue for me last night. What was your thoughts?
1: <sighs> well, I feel like the last few games, I've been watching I've been watching these attempts on goal. I've been watching us car out relatively decent chances, and I mean, there was a good few sirs. You could probably count them out in your hand, but I think one of the things we've been talking about is Danilo's starting to miss sitters, um, and he was supposed to be a the striker that we were all waiting for because Dessers was surplus and not good enough and why is he still in the team? Um now Danilo's making the same mistakes. Um he's still got a bit of goodwill left in the tank, which I think is kind of keeping the, the pitchforks and in, in the shed and the, the torches left um left to themselves uh, for now. Um but you know, you know the Rangers support, you don't have goodwill for long. Um, much like all our good players, the goodwill is on loan, um, unfortunately. So I think they've got to find their shooting boots or <laughs> they'll really, really have a tough time, especially at home because it can be ruthless at times.
0: Davy, um, the listeners are starting to talk about Danilo, um, and you know Andrew's just made the point there. Uh, wasn't it quite his night last night? Um, Davy P, sorry to see you. <laughs> you are like the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz pointing either way there. Oh, there the Anelka um... celebration, aye, the <laughs> Oh, I forget Andrew. You're what fourteen people have never seen Wizard of Oz. Um, uh, but Davy, sorry, I digress. Um, I think Danilo's movement is still sublime at times, I mean, maybe not as much last night, but I think what we kind of criticise him for is how he gets involved and some of the runs that he makes, and it was great to see Todd Cantwell, um pick, pick out some of the runs last night, and the creative spark was about there. What Danilo um, makes up for in his movement, however, he he does have to learn the Jermaine Defoe or the Jelovic trademark of just hit the ball first time. He takes too many touches and he's not decisive enough, as one of the listeners just said.
2: Yeah, I mean, last night's performance with Danilo had me hankering after one touch. Gorgeous Tony, you know. So it's the couple of those chances. You know, he's taking two touches. I think a striker should just be leather on those. You know, so hope. Let's hope it's you know it's not a, a trend because we ended up you know getting into the last ten minutes and the one nil and it gets nervy, <clears throat> which is aided by you know having super Jack Butland and goals, mind you, you know with those uh, two minutes to do two minutes to go corners, where we uh, you know your hearts in your mouth and you're sitting in the edge of your seat. So no, but I, I, we, it was also avoidable. We should have been out of sight. We should have scored three, possibly four. Uh, put hearts because they had a couple of chances. So maybe that, <clears throat> but really we should be a uh, burying teams we, we need to be more clinical because you look at the number of shots and goal that we have, the number on targeting and, and our con- conversion rate, it's pretty much the same problem as we had last year. We just don't, you know, turn our superiority in the game into goals. And it's just uh, the lack of firepower up front that's doing that. Obviously, the recruitment in the summer hasn't turned out as, as well as we hoped it would. But I'm hoping that it's kind of early doors, you know, because Philip Clermont's only in the door six weeks. So I'm not going to just Tonto just yet. But obviously, I was I, I did have a wee rant at Danilo last night. But, well, I think uh, <clears throat> there's, there's work to be done here. And I haven't given up on him because, as you say, you know, the movement you get from Danilo and the energy, you know, the application... Uh, and and he's involved in other moves, so you do you does get kind of get along the forward line. He's not just the, in the penalty box, but we we really should be converting those chances. And I mean, obviously we got the victory last night, but there will be days when we will uh, live to regret it.
0: Davy, um, David T, sorry, Jimmy Duff and Aldo called this out as well. Um, if Dessel's missed those chances, then the fan would be up in arms, and I do agree with him um, that we would. Um, I think Andrew mentioned it there as well. We, we would have had the pitch fox at the ready. We would have had the fire burning. However, I do think Daniels maybe got a wee bit more um, credit in the bank. But the, the question I want to put to you, or the observation. Uh, I'd say he is this isn't just a Danilo problem I mean there was six or seven great chances last night no choose from Danilo Sema fair play Sema got a goal but he missed a cut of sitters Ridvan missed a few sitters I think in general in our forward play we get feedback back to middle to middle to front quite well but across the team we're not finishing we're not clinical enough and we've been like that for a while <sighs> we need goals to come from all over the all over the, the team but we don't have that killer edge at all, do we?
3: No, I, I agree with you, but the the, the big problem is, Colin, we're, we're working in the bottom basement price. A good striker, if you want a good striker, you're talking about 20, 30 million. We're paying, we paid 6 million for, if if Danilo was a, a score every time, every chance, footballer, he wouldn't be eyebrokes. He would, he would, if or wouldn't have sold him, Anyway, to, to us, for six million, it would be going for 80, 90 million. So I'm afraid that's the base. That's that's the area we're working in. we're we're working in an area where we're not going to, The strikers are not going to take every chance. Admittedly, Danilo should have at least get one yesterday, and um, it, it just needs to. I think there was David said it either just now or before we came on here. He, he needs to put his, his slippers through the ball right away without. The, like Defoe, the The way he just walked that ball into the net against Motherwell, that's what he should have done last night as well. Um, but as I say, it's a, we're, we're, we're working in the bottom basement. And until we can get money to, to get up to buying players, I mean, when, do, when does a good striker start at? With 20 million before you even get near a good one. But so uh, I'm afraid TV, that's TV, that's David,
0: we, we bought Morelos for £2 and um, We bought Tony, Antonio Cholak for £2 million. Um, Cholak, we've moved him on. He wasn't a complete play soccer, but he got his goal. So I think if our scouting is well enough, it's always got every signing as a gamble, but there is talent out there to, to be found. Look at Kyogo as well, the other side of the city. So the, the issue is uh, that Rangers I to- have wasted their money. I, to- I totally agree with you, Colin, but the, the
3: thing is, we're not talking about when we got Morelis, He was still young, and we were really lucky that he was known by was it Johansson that, that knew him. Uh, so we got him before all the big sort of names learned about him. We were lucky that way. Our scouting system's been absolutely shocking the last the last while, probably years. So, yeah. And I, what age is Daniel? I think he's about twenty six. Twenty six is he? So I mean, no, he's I he, he was well known. He was well known before. He's not a young kid that you're just uh, just getting from from the the sort of a, a team where he's he's a gem in amongst the the, the sort of a rubble. And that's that that's just uh, Daniel. I mean, Feyenoord didn't sell him for six million for nothing. They 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 obviously seen that he's not good enough for their team. It was going to be second striker at least from their team, because Gibbon is he he was last season. I don't know what he's doing this season so much, but last season he was he was scoring goals left, right, and center. So he was never going to displace him. And as I say, that's that's a, that's that's a limit where That's that's where we're sitting. I hate to be so negative about Ah, it. uh, It's
0: it's not like you. It's not like you. Andrew, um, I'm going to come to you for the last point in the firepower. Um, It's hard to comment on Roof and, well, Dessel's in the play at all. Roof, he looked fairly bright, but it'll probably be another six months before we see him again. Danilo, I've seen enough that I think we can still hold the jury out on him. Um, I think um, when he's been at his best, he's... He has really linked together the the midfield, the wingers, and he's popped up with some important goals as well. I'm I'm not writing him off just yet, Andrew. I think there is a player there. My issue is he doesn't quite have the support or the replacements to come and give him a break.
1: One of the things that I've been noting recently was we've been kind of searching for goals and we've kind of just reverted to the let's just cross the ball into the box again. Um, and let's, let's not forget, all, not all goals can start from the back. Like last night, um, you need to you need to get the the ones that you just need to get them across the line. Doesn't no matter how you score them. You need goals. You need to find them. Doesn't no matter how you put them in the net. But we were reverting to putting high crosses in to a striker that pff, I don't know. He's, he's he's under six foot at least, and he's under six foot. Um, and these centre halves are just mopping it up all day long, if he's, if he's, he's going to try and get in, in between the two centre-halves and he's, he's going to rely on his movement that's alright if you're whipping crosses and lower and you're trying to hit them early for him to then get through the last two and beat the last two defenders but if you're playing high crosses you've not got a chance we have a tall striker we have a tall striker and we've also got a very good striker when it comes to movement and roof, granted injury issues but he doesn't bring them on There's got there's got to be a he has an issue in giving these guys his trust. I don't think he has faith in either the Bessers or Ruth
0: because
1: he's not. And he's I don't blame him. him. I don't blame him. No, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. But it's one of those things. Where we're searching for goals. You're going into those last ten minutes, and we're just lumping balls in. That's perfect for a big striker, but doesn't want to bring on the tall striker that we have. That's so that's a that's a fundamental fundamental issue with our transfer business and that, that kind of adds the fuel to the fire of that his death was gone in January because there has been a lot of talk about that that he's been told to find a new club
0: I know in January January will be difficult because I think there's a big expectation from the fans that we're going to move on X, Y and Z we're going to bring in um, some you know some fresh blood but January's a traditionally hard window it always is Um And moving on shy players is traditionally a hard business as well because if we don't want them, no one else will either so I I don't I'm not expecting wholesale changes in January Um, all we can really hope for is that Dessels starts to add a wee bit of value, maybe even a Zach Lovelace can come back from injury and Ruth can stay fit moving a wee bit further back into the pitch, Davey, um I, I don't want to be too negative all the way through the pod, but I will open with um, Tom Lawrence having another injury issue. And I think, um, I, I think the manager's comments at the AGM um, talking about bringing in the new uh, the new performance director will be huge. There's deep line issues at the club. If all these muscle injuries are happening, then it does say that there is something something wrong with what we're doing. Um with Lawrence grown off we seen Jose Sefuentes come in alongside John some And actually Sifuentes was one of the he was one of the positives for me last night. I thought um, he was a completely different character for the the man who was had me tearing my hair out against Harris so Um for that when he came on, that probably sparked John Linsome's best period of the game. And I thought they looked quite comfortable in the midfield. What would you think uh, about their performance last night, DVP?
2: Yeah, I thought Sifuentes uh, did very well when he came on. I mean, it was a shame to lose Tom Lawrence because I had him down as one of my goal scorers, so I'm sick to see him go. Off. <laughs> so, eh, but I mean, what is it with these guys? I mean, as I said in the in the text last night, eh, I mean, but well, that's in mean, four weeks for a ladder in these tights, and it's eh, I, I don't know, just I, I don't know where to go with it. The, the injuries that we have, it's just bad luck, or is it just the uh, systems that we operate? We're just not taking care of these players. Or, I think Something it happens
0: important. far too often to be bad luck.
2: Uh, I think that it can be bad luck. It's, I mean, there's got to be. a am hoping that we're we'll raking through the calls over at Ockenhauer to find out, you know, if there's any s- s- systemic reason for us getting the number of injuries that we do. and they never seem to be. You know, a, a, a wee niggle, and they're out for a game or two. It always seems to be, you know, one or two months than in one or two games, so but I, I, Stephen, I thought was an able deputy. I thought he would play quite well, looked quite solid. He was, uh, in, in about his when won his fair share of the 50 50s, uh, and and was pinging it about, and, you know, an able, you know, assistant to uh, John Lundstrom, super John Lundstrom. How I thought, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, when we started, we were we seemed to be giving the ball away. I don't know what to do. In commentary, Kenny Mullen mentioned the surface seemed to be a bit, but sloppy. But we, uh, the number of times we gave the ball away in the first twenty minutes, you know, just we slack, sloppy pass and just don't seem to be kind of on our game. But we, we seem to be we got through that, and you know, we got the goal in half an hour. And I thought, you know, it would, if we, if we almost get the one right at the end of the first half, which I think if we'd have gone in there two 0 the second half would have been a stroll in the park around their park but uh, we, we we just kept missing chance after chance and you know we just uh, we need to bury these chances but <clears throat> just to go back to the the striker issue you know in the January transfer window i'm hoping that our director of football you know with the euros you know coming next summer there's got to be a, a, a list of strikers who will be on the on the cusp of these international scores who'll so be absolutely desperate you know to get into the limelight somewhere and and just raise their profile, we must be able to come up with a list of three or four, surely, who, would, uh, who we could take, even, even if it was to loan to the summer, to give them the opportunity to blast their way into the, whatever squad they want into. So I would be uh, hoping that you know, that Dutch chap is you know, drawing up the, the shortlist, even as we speak, about you know potential loans for the second half of the season of, of centre-forwards, who would be... Uh, quite happy to come in and
0: score his 20 goals to win us the league Well I think um, we need a wee bit more on centre forward so I think that short list will be quite a long list with all the positions we need filled but I think I take your point where you know while January is a t- t- traditionally hard market the January before uh, uh, international tournament can be a wee bit kinder with the loan market so that should be something that we're looking at but you go back to the midfield, David T. Um, I know you are one for... You don't like the idea of Rangers sitting back too much and the two defensive midfielders can sometimes encourage that. But I did think um, where the two midfielders last night with Todd Camwell in front of them, they, I mean, this is, this is um, groundbreaking, this tactic. But if you're playing in the midfield two, one sit and one go. When the other one goes, you sit. When he comes back, you can fucking go. Like... It's, maybe I should get a job in football, I don't know. It seems very, very straightforward to me. But we done that last night. Um, I thought there was a a, a lot more energy um, between Cifuentes and Lundstrom than what we've seen before.
3: Yeah, well, I, th- I think the, the new managers come into this, on to be honest with you. I think uh, Lundstrom has been told to get up the park more. Obviously, the manager sees what we see for years, Colin, that he was just... I mean, he'd done it a few times last night. He was actually behind the centre-halves and, and took the ball off off the centre-halves. But he's doing it far less now, and he's getting more involved. Uh, he, I, I mean, in the last couple of games, he's he's been not brilliant, but good. That um, fucking I kills pray. you, you say, doesn't it? I you. You can see though. the pain
0: in your face there, man.
3: SIF Uentis was, was was uh a, a very very big positive a very big positive because I've I've said up till now can the guy play football? Well last night he saw we saw that he can play football he was uh thankfully good and when Sterling came on as well I, th- I thought he played very well as well the, You that know was, uh, I'm coming uh, to that well,
0: don't ship the agenda don't ship oh, the agenda sorry
3: sorry <laughs> sorry Yo, but um the but, last you, week's
0: pod that's your first Orange card,
3: yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Um, no, but I, I, we're going to we're going to struggle in the midfield because uh, we're we're short of players to go there, and I think eventually Cantwell will have to drop back for some games. So uh, the manager's already said if, if I need him on the right, he'll need to play on the right, and I'm afraid it's going to be like that. It's going to, but you can just see now the difference in the in, in the forward play. Now that Cantwell's up there, and, and it wouldn't even need to be Cantwell, but we need a player of his skill in the number ten position. That it makes it, it makes getting rid of the ball forward far more easier than when you've got a sort of a straight midfield where they're all in one line across the field, and that's that's what's the way it's not now. And the movement of, of Daniel always uh, helps a lot with that as well.
0: It does. And I mean it's easier to play in midfield and play the, the world they passes I when mean, you've got somebody to pass the ball to further forward. Um you're yeah, right there. Andrew uh, yeah. on on Dodge he has been a big talking point um since getting subbed in the thirty sixth minute against Aris. Um I think um the last few games he's done himself no harm at all in the number ten position. Um and and again I I've got I've got praise for the most part for Lundgren's and Campbell last night and how they operated as a midfield three, but it's just this undertone of we don't have the reinforcements to back them up. That's and injured, Jack injured, Lawrence injured as well. Right now, there's no updates on how serious Lawrence is. The press conference is tomorrow. It's, it's a worry. It seems we've... Uh, It seems we've what it's that much of a worry that we've petrified Andrew um, and he is frozen still. So, Davey P, I'll let you finish up on that. Um, It it is a worry um, until these players come back. We we are in the bare bones, and there's a lot of football to be played in January, Uh, December. Sorry.
2: Yeah, well, we're just going to have to get creative, you know, with the with the players that we do have, as we. If they need to you know so it's uh, if people need to get a step back or step forward then and, and then you know what about Tavernier put Tavernier in midfield and uh, you know put the, that boy back back at, at right back and you know so there's there, we will find a way it's uh, we're not going to be playing with Denman, men so I think uh, maybe it's it's no bad thing you know because how much can we rely on these guys you know Kemar Roof Ryan Jack. Tom Lawrence, they're repeatedly injured. It's not like this is a one-off, you know. It's like, here we go again. So, obviously, we need a long-term solution, which can only be done via transfer windows. But in the short term, you know, he'll, he'll have to go with the squad he has. So, there's, uh, you know, midfield players, I think, you know, Todd Cantwell's quite flexible and and where he wants to play, you know, then we just have to, Philip, uh, come on, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to dig out some options for exactly how we go. But I think it's, uh, we just, we can't rely on some of these guys. And, and, you know, Tom Lawrence last night, see when he went down and it was quite clear from the moment he did go down that he's he's not taking any further part in this. And you're thinking, here we go again, you know, and he's, he's some sort of muscle injury. I think it was what they mentioned at the first uh, match yeah. So... Well, we will hear in, in due course the next end of that, but you know how these things go. It's never going to be a, a quick turnaround, so. But in terms of, you know, who would replace, because Sifuentes gives the, him an opportunity. He now knows that he will be uh, in this team, so I'm uh, hoping that he will grasp this opportunity with both hands. Maybe it'll take a wee bit pressure off him, you know, the other people breathing down his neck, that he knows he'll get a run and, 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 and he'll respond in, in the in the correct manner, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, and Lundstrom, you know, which I, I think you have. You, some, I think Davey is right that Philip Clemont has told him to get forward because we've now seen him, you know, cross the halfway line quite a few times, you know, in, in the last few matches where, you know, he, he was to do that. He wouldn't leave the centre circle. <laughs> so, uh, We'll find a way, we'll
0: find a way, and, and on finding that way, Andrew, I'll, I'll come to you for the last point in midfield before we move on. Um, as a resident B team correspondent, because um, you're like half the age of all the B team players, so somebody look up to Um, sorry, that, that was it's it's an easy joke to make, but that's why you make them. Um, we've got like to so Bailey Rice has had game time. We Cole McKinnon, um, you and I have spoken about him before, I'm a big fan of Cole McKinnon um, I really like him we've got Aaron Lyle uh, who's been doing fairly well for the B team as well and I'm not saying these boys are the answer but surely if you look at the, the home games we've got this month, we're at home to Dundee we're at home to St Johnston, we're at home to Ross County, home to Marnock in the, uh, in the 4th of January uh, these have to be the games where the some of these young boys get minutes get five, ten minutes here and there in case the worst comes to the worst where we need to use them
1: Yeah first I just want to say that my laptop get injured there that's why I couldn't answer the last question uh, it, it must be a Rangers laptop um, I, I got it back, I gave it the old cryo chamber. Uh, that Clement seems to like um, yeah, um, one thing I would say with the B team and uh, bringing those guys up is that not every B team player will come in and have the same impact as Ross McCausland. Um, it's important to know that not every player that we have... It's the same in, across youth academies, all across football. Not every player will, will make it at the club they're at. That's just football. Um, but there is there definitely is some, some bright players, especially in that midfield. Um, I think the first one is Bailey Rice. I think everybody and the gran knows about Bailey Rice now. Um, I said that to David McCallum the last game against Partick, is that I need to think of other questions because I keep asking you about Bailey Rice. Um, but I, he could he he was quick to mention that, you know, that's, that's what he does. He's, he's a good player, and your, your eyes get drawn to him every time he's on the ball. Um, I, I don't want to be biased and root for my pal Aaron, um, but he can also do that. And what I, ha- I would say is that the last few games I've seen him, he is doing lots of different roles in the midfield. He has getting forward. He, he can be sitting in the 10 where, where Cam Willis, but he has also been in the, when called upon dropping deeper, and um, almost being the, the, the holding midfield, the pivot. Um, I think that's due to just wanting to play. Uh, that's, that's, that's probably the same with every footballer. Um, you want to play games. That's, that's you're paid to do. Um so that, it certainly is an option, but again, we just need to be reining in our. Or he's going to go for eighty million in two years' time, and we're, our academy is the best academy in world football and stuff like that. Um, just a wee bit, keep the the realism, and and just kind of if we're going to do that, then we need to give him all the support we can.
0: Hi, uh, I think well. We we spoke about this time and time again, I and mean, it's a completely separate pod in itself about the expectation the football fans, and then a subset of that expectation the Rangers fans. It's okay to have the old Kyle Hutton here and there who comes in does a job for a couple of years, and I'm not talking about Division 3, Kyle Hutton. Kyle Hutton played at Old Trafford, right? He he was he he won the league with Rangers um, before they went in as well. He's not going to be a legend legend, but he comes in does the trick. Um, Charlie McCann's always got to go into that role. It's okay to have these players. Not all of them are going to make it. We've got a what a, over hundred um players between the B team and the under 15s. Like not all of them are going to be Rangers players, but can only have a 26 man squad. So you're right. Um no everybody has to come in and be the next Wayne Rooney, but they, like we do need to start getting them adding a wee bit more value into the first team. David, T, I'm going to come to you because you kind of mentioned this. Um, I do want to talk about the the potential three way duel we've got on for the left back position now. Um, the the manager said, "Born of the will be by a knock," uh, so Red Van Youngman's came in. Um, and before we come on to Sterling, I want you get your thoughts on Yilmaz because he's really polarised the support over last night. Some saying that he was a set down for Borna, he had a real poor game. Others saying he was a he was a real positive. Um, what, what was your thoughts on his performance last night? I
3: think he tries to be
0: positive. I think he, he, part of his
3: uh, he's, he's better, far better movement than Borna. He, he's got a wee bit more bravado than Borna should I say but the thing is I, I, I don't think he's a bit brilliant at defending I've seen players just walk past him quite a good few times I think Borner's a better defender and obviously Borna can well, I don't think there's MD in Scotland maybe Britain that, that can, can cross a ball with Borna Barisic can so Borner's getting the advantage that way I just don't see it I, I don't see the physicality that he's, he's got been good enough for Rangers. I think Scottish football, just uh, the, these, these big, tall centre forwards. I mean, the likes of, you saw last night that Shankland, Shankland looked him up right away. It was the first thing Shankland done was head to the back post. And I think other players are going to do that. You've got the big boy at Ross County. Is it White, you, you call him? Jordan he'll probably White, do White. the exact same. Yeah, he'll probably do the exact same. The, all these big, tall centre centre forwards, they're they're gonna they're gonna look him up and I think that's going to be his big problem. He obviously missed that sitter as well last night. He should have scored that. The, 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 was it, the keeper made a save and it came back to him and he and he rifled it over the bar.
0: Ah yeah, you need to at least hit the target for there, didn't you? Yeah, definitely.
3: One time can I just go back to one time before you move on, Colin. See a a player coming back from injury I think it's quite normal that they get a a, a a a sort of a muscle injury as well right after it. I I don't think that's sort of a strange, uh, because they've been out for a year, and I think I I think most players get a, a sort of a muscle tr- trouble right after been out for a year.
0: But but the issue is, David, we are. You're right, it is, it is natural. If you no know, use that muscle to that intensity, then it's, it's going to happen, but we're allowing it to happen. Like your medical department should be saying, you know what, Lawrence can only handle X amount of minutes or X amount of running of oh, Ryan Jack. Um, so that's where th- there is something fundamentally wrong with the, the medical department. Yes, it is natural, but we need to stop forcing that injury uh, because it is all muscle injuries. DVP, yeah. come you yeah. on the.
2: It's if it's predictable, then it's preventable. So if we know in advance, you know that Tom Lawrence is, is susceptible, to, you know, to some sort of muscle problem, you know, after coming back from such a lengthy injury, just manage it. It's all you have to do. You know, so we don't we don't Daddy. wait until he breaks down and find out Oh God, there's he's running into that muscle problem that we knew he was going to get. You no, know, that's just that
0: Back to the, the fullback situation, Davy P. I'll come at you then. So um, Bonner Borner versus Ridvan, and again the, the comments coming through the the comment section for the listeners is quite quite representative of the the Rangers support. I think some are dead on for young man, some don't think he's the answer. Me personally, it wasn't his greatest game last night, but I think he gives you, he, he's more dynamic than Bonner is braver than Bonner. Bonner just has this instinct to go back. Yilmaz, you know, he will try different options. He will try the cross ball. He will try going inside. He will go beyond the striker. I, I, I do like him. He'd be my number one left back over the two. Um, but I do can see the it probably wasn't his best game last night. What was your thoughts?
2: No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Connor. I think Redvan just provides you know just a more of a threat, more positivity, more energy, and you know in and Borna does put a lovely cross into the ball, but how many assists is Borna delivered, you know, in the last, well, last season? And and how many this season, you know? So for all those balls that he puts into the box, I mean, and any other assists, has he uh, actually got to the edge of the box and slipped someone through, you know, like Lean Balligan can do. So if, if Lean Balligan can do it, then Borna should be able to do it. He should be able to contribute for these sort, sort of plays, you know, we're getting forward. When when you know the defence opens up in front of him, when he, you know he's bombing down that wing, slips someone in, just never, just doesn't have that ball. He'll ping one into the six yard line, but uh, I, I don't recall as, you know having many goals from, from Borna's uh, deliveries this year or, or or indeed last year. You know we we'll get the occasional, one, and was a fantastic ball with Borna Barisic, but I I don't really I think the uh, advance. I mean I think the. the at the end of last night's game, I think we uh, served up maybe a, the the best option of them all is Dijon Sterling, and uh, I mean, because that boy, he I mean he's strong. He was uh, and and he, he looked like he, he's quite prepared to uh, burst into the box. So maybe we're, I'm I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, but uh, no, but it's, certainly in terms of uh, Barisit short of Red Van, I I would go with uh, Red Van Yilmaz. Yeah.
0: And Andrew, that Davy takes me on nicely to the next point. Um, the the winner of Borna, um, and Red Van goes on to fight Sterling for the left back position after last night. In my um, and again, like we are the worst in the in the world for getting ahead of ourselves, but that's not going to stop me doing it. Um, I thought Sterling looked really decent last night. Um, probably the he's very athletic first of all he's now with James Tavernier probably starting to wind down for want of a better word Sterling is the athletic um, fullback that we have, um, strong, powerful um, he's quick he's looked okay last night and when he came on for his last couple of minutes um, on the ball, um, last week sorry that remains to be seen for a full game but what was your thoughts on Sterling in general?
1: Well, I like Do James Sterling. I think, he, as you said, the athletic is a day's long. Um, I just think that although yes, we should be playing him more often. I think we should be doing what we were doing. I think let's not forget you need to manage James Tav for minutes. He is a right back by trade, and by next season he's going to play a lot of the season. If if Tav is still here, that is a big question. really what is he going to hang up the boots? Are we going to? Is he going to be the number one right back next season if he stays? And um, will Clement give him that decision? Um I think regardless of what the decision is with Tav, his game time at right back, which is his actual position, will skyrocket next season. What we did during one of the I can't remember which game it was, it might have been Submarine in the game before. Um he took off both full he took off Ball he took off Tav and he brought on Bidvan and then he brought on Doujon. If 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 you're even gonna keep doing that, then great, you need to get these guys warmed up. Because Tav didn't he look right last season. I think he definitely was harbouring something. If it's a bad one, he takes a proper injury and he's out. Then you need to rely on Dujon. You can't have him come in for the cold. I think we really need to. Although he's the captain, you need to manage Tav better. I think you need to give him a break. Get him get on the bench. If you're going to keep Connor on, that's fine. As your vice captain, you can take the captain armband for a game and give Dujon a shot at right back because he is going to be in that position more often next season. I I would be saying that as as of now, Bonner probably not going to get a contract, so he'll be off in the summer. And if t- and he is, he's doing a lot better under Clement. I have to say I've I've been really happy with Bonner. I've always supported him. Um, I think he's always been good with me. I don't I don't have the kind of resentment that some people have <laughs> for him. I I think you'll notice over the pods that when the the red van Bonner question has come up, I've always stuck with Bonner. Um. I do think you're seeing a lot better in Barisic and that obviously the reasons why that is quite clear because he has putting himself in the shop window he's going out of contract he's, not, he's got to bet on himself to get a, a, a big club to come after him in the summer he's obviously been in and out of the Croatia team the Euros is coming up as we said he's going to want to go somewhere where he's going to play he's 31 he needs a last big deal in his career and I'm fine with this I'm fine with to put yourself in the shop window if, and you're going to leave in a free that's unfortunate but you look at Ryan Kent, you look at Morello, stay down tools. I think you're seeing the best of Bournemouth in these last couple of weeks, months since Clement's come in.
0: It's a good point because regardless um if he's gonna move on in summer or no, the next six months he has to be playing well because he won he desperately want to be in that gracious squad and he isn't he's not your own um, pick for that right now, with his yeah. recent performances. Um Davy, there's a bit, a few comments about James Tavernier, um, and, uh, um, in the comments it always is, um, about James Tavernier, another polarising figure. Um, yeah, the really good pass for the goal uh, last night, terrific pass. Um, I thought he played well, and there's some questions asking why did Sterling come on for a left back and no one for, for James Tavernier last night, and I think the answer to that is Sterling was probably having a worse game than than James Tavernier, but I think, um. Andrew makes a really good point where when we are winning games comfortably at home, for example, and granted, it's not been that often. It's not been as often as I would have liked. We do need to start preparing for life after Tavernier, and Sterling, Sterling seems to be it, or we need to go and see if Sterling's it. So if we're up two, three, nothing, wait 20 minutes to go on Saturday, I would fully expect um, Dujon Sterling to be one of the subs made, because the problem with Tavernier is when he's in form, there's not been an able deputy.
3: No, and a big problem with tavin here is that even although he's playing not great, I've never really seen him playing bad, really bad, to be honest with you. But when he's playing not great, maybe he's he's passing sometimes very very doubtful these days. But then he comes away with a pass like last night, or a free kick, or a or a, a an assist, and that's just a thing you. There's not many fullbacks can do what he's done. And the, the the question is: Is his defensive role is it that bad? I I I, I mean I see a lot of people complain about it all the time, but I don't really I don't really think it's that bad to be honest with you. I mean he makes a mistake now and again, but I certainly don't think it's as bad as people make out. I think uh, his forward passing has got worse. That that's that, this season is worse, probably worse than it's, it's ever been since he came to Rangers. And sometimes I don't know he's just overhitting the ball so much. I don't know why. Uh, why he's done that? It's the opposite of Cepuente. I've noticed that about him. He seems to underhit passes, and Tavernier seems to overhit them. So I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, that that seems to be the way the way it's going. Uh, Tavernier is uh what's he need? What is he, is he now? Thirty one, th- yeah, thirty two. I think.
1: I yeah. think.
3: I'll put myself i'll put myself in the other corner as well for me Borna barasic and yelmaz can go we need to bring in somebody else that's that that's my view on that one and tavern it is time that we need to start thinking about about replacing them because he's he's getting to that age all the all the old guard Connor Goldson, they all need to be replaced in the next two or three windows Hopefully you can recourse and you can maybe still get something for it. Still, I think he's got two years in his contract. But all these players, they need to know. We need to now start thinking we're going to have to replace him. And that's I think, that's, the thing that's unfortunate.
0: Right? I, I, I get the sentiment behind that, but it's unrealistic to get rid of Tavernier, Goldson, Bonner, Yilmaz, John, wants some the old guard, and one. I Balagian retiring, Joby Walker moving on. We that it's not going to happen over one window. You you were right there when saying it's over two or three windows. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not. I I know having get the money to go out and spend thousands, and but we should be looking at the youth as well. And I don't know, but but I think the big thing we were talking about is bringing in Suter's brother. Is it Harry Suter? You call him. It uh, seems to be a big rumor going about just now. I don't, I don't know whether he's any better than than, uh, Suter, just Suter was his first name, but um, but yeah, we've got to do something. Let's put it that way. And probably, probably looking at midfield, maybe bringing out loans or going to the young boys in the academy. Uh, why, why, why not? Why not? Why, why should we look at loans when we've got players there that have sort of showed something in the past?
0: I think we probably need to do both With the state of the squad right now If I'm being honest Does um, yeah. so, he get Lovelace
3: to come back Colin?
0: January oh, No, once the Rangers player's injured he never comes back David, Lovelace is gone, he's in fucking <laughs> now. He'll, we'll never see him again um, David P um, You're your counterpart on the Gallows too kinda touched on the centre half position there and um it was the last talking point I had done tonight, um just in the centre half in general. I think Barigan has done well since he came in, even though I pissed him moaned when we signed him in the summer. The recordings are there, folks. I'll put my hands up. I I got that wrong. Um but I don't think he's got another season in him. Um Connor Golson, we need to stop over relying on him question mark over whether Souter and Davis are the long-term question mark so news broke today or a story broke today it was the quite news that um, Scott McKenna and Joe Worrell, um were both told to stay away for the first team training in Nottingham Forest and obviously Rangers Twitter went mental and um, Both are a firm no for me. Um, I think Scott McKenna is good at clearing his lines and a basic 80s defender, but Rangers need somebody a wee bit better in the ball. And I wasn't a fan of Joe Waddle when he was here, so I'm not going to go and turn back and say bring him back. Are either of these the answer to your centre half issues in the future?
2: I think they would both be decent signings for Rangers, to be honest. You know, Premier League experience that they have, you know, so in in the Championship battle that we're in to, to get promotion, you know, so that's got to tell you something about them, that, you know, they, they can they can dig deep when it, when it's required, so it would I think the wages would be a, a huge issue here, because those guys will be on a, a healthy chunk of change, I, I would be uh, mm-hmm. I just can't see the, the, the options they will have down south I think, more like Trump was there I'm afraid, but I know I, I wouldn't be I mean, inter... Uh, McKenna's an international, you know, centre half. You know, so it's uh, he's been tried and tested, and I, I, I think he would do a job for. Him.
0: So was Gary Caldwell, and I wouldn't fucking take him back in the day either.
2: Well, Gary Caldwell got over fifty caps for Scotland, so you'd right, he's a big diddy, but he's a big diddy with fifty caps.
0: Yeah, so... does. And here's me sitting fucking <laughs> no far off his age in a happy podcast. So who's uh, who's the real winner there, eh?
3: What was the, What was the big centre half that they had during '55?
1: Shane that, Duffy. That made
3: mistake. Yeah, Shane. He came from the he came from the Premier League as well, did
1: he not? Brighton. Yeah, yeah. I love Shane Duffy. Thanks very much, Shane, for your contribution. <laughs> a, a great, great season. Agent okay, Duffy. He, he'll always get a
2: piece at my door. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so Andrew, um P family, from Do I? And uh, you would think you would take um, Waddle and or McKenna, um, however things is on lately. Um, some some comments coming in saying McKenna and Waddle in twenty fifteen k. I don't know where the sources are. If I was to guess, I think it'd be a lot, a lot higher. We're um, not talking about in, in the six figures, but I reckon further in the the forties, north of that, because they're a Premier League club. Um, What's your thoughts? You were shaking your head when um, I mentioned their names. I take it you don't think they're the answer either. I'd,
1: I'd be more likely to take McKenna than Worrell. Uh, I think McKenna is out of contract. I don't know what, I, I actually don't know what was on. I, think he might, I don't know if he's out of contract or not, to be honest. Um, I would take McKenna over Worrell, but I would have taken Portis over either of them um, at the time. Portis is like f- through four or three years younger than McKenna. Um he's at Watford, I'd say Watford and Nottingham Forest are kinda in that yo-yo potentially of Premier League championship, Premier League championship. Um I'd give Joe Warrell the first plane ticket to the sun if it was available. Um ugh, I cannot stand that guy. No offence to the guy, but no, a million times no. And again, we've talked we've kind of hinted at this the last few weeks about other prodigal sons that think turkey's a good option when he's pet crocodile. I don't want people that down tools are were no very good for us or just because they wore the blue shirt four and a half to ten years ago, uh I don't want them coming back just because their CV says
0: Rangers on it. We need to step away from looking at players that used to play for us. Life fucking goes on, man. We've always been terrible for that since I started watching Rangers.
1: Don't mention the Brazilian second division to me tonight. I will not talk about Santos and I will not talk about the big Colombian that down tools. Broke my heart.
0: Davy, um Davey T, I'm going to phrase a question a wee bit different to you. Um Out of the out of the four centre halves we've got Golson, Baligan, Davis and Suter, how many do we keep by the summer?
3: That's this this summer. Well, I I, I think Golson. You've got you've got to keep uh Souter, Davies. I think I think you probably could get another season out of Baligan. And we I would, I, I would, I would hope that we could get money back from Davies. So I would be looking to try, try, maybe try and move Davies on and get money in from. And Suter, I don't know. He's, he's just so injury prone as well, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's missed half this season as well for up to now uh, with, with, with injuries. So I think I would really try and move him on. So. <laughs> The goals and Golson and Balligan, I would I would
0: I would say I think he can get another season out of Balligan. I really do. But my issue with Balogun is before Balogun left, he couldn't play three games in a week. Now that he's back, he can't play three games in a week either. Um if that's your starting position, we're accepting that one of the four centre halves can he play three games a week? We need to make sure the other three are spot on and there's no injury concerns. That means moving on, Davis and Suter, I don't think both of them will go.
3: No, but I think can I think Balogun, It doesn't need to be your main man. You can. He would be a great person to have, to, that you can bring in, and if, if there is an injury, if, if to, to give players a rest. He would be a great player to bring in, but he doesn't have to be the main man anymore. And yeah, I did. I haven't really seen it with Souter. To be honest with you, he's, he's had a couple of good games, but I, I, I'm not. He's made a he- heck a of lot of mistakes in really important games that, that that we've lost the goal through him. I think it was in Celtic game where when he made, where he made a big blooper to get the ball caught between his between his legs. I think it was. Uh, he, he's, yeah, I've, I'm, not, I'm not really, not really that fond of him at the, the moment, I think injuries, and I don't think he's been that brilliant for us, but everybody keeps saying he's a good player somebody said that uh, Harry Suter uh, uh, was a uh, prize class, it's supposed to be in loan that we're, we're going to be bringing him in McKenna, yeah he was, uh, obviously he was, wasn't was bad at Aberdeen, he was quite a good player at Aberdeen, and he's moved down to the Premier League, so you would think that he's, he's improved in in that way so yeah, if if he's gonna be uh kicked out team same the 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 training, they've been kicked out the, they're not even allowed into the trade. They've been told to train at a different time as uh, the first team. So I, I think possibly that's the way to go just now. And then with a maybe a buy on contract uh on it. But yeah, who do you keep? I I, I really don't know I, 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 I would hope that we could bring in a really good centre half that that is uh the way said the way they they brought in with the boy from Spurs with the with the three names what he called? I can't remember him anymore. Oh,
0: no. I, he was a player.
3: Yeah, he's uh, he's been a he's been a really good player for them.
0: So hopefully
3: you can dig up one of them.
1: Told you American know. center halves can work. I'm looking at you, James Sands.
0: <laughs> GBNF, yeah. gone but not forgotten. Um, <laughs> I'm. Last question, last point I will make for the night. David P, I'll come to you for it. There's been a few comments, and it's just because there's like it was an interesting point some folk made. Um, they're talking about Johnny Fechel getting more game time. I think, just go back to the conversation we had about the younger players. Um, Leland King, is this the end of the road for him? Um, even with the deepest injury worries, um, we've not seen very much of him at all. Is he... You know, as I still um, hope that he can get some more game a, a Rangers career, or a lot of people are writing him off. I'm not prepared to write him off yet. He's still only about
2: 19. Yeah, I would. You no, know, I would certainly be uh, giving uh, Leon King an, an opportunity to see what he can do. But I think uh, I take Davy's point. You know about uh, Suter. I think he he might be an additional bargaining chip in, in Shankland's move across the from, from Tynecastle to Ibrox in, in January. Because uh, I think we could dangle Lowry and we could just lump in Souter. Is that uh, <laughs> is it her, her second offer to get? So I uh, no, I don't see it. John he He's a decent player, but I think I think he's more at home with Hearts than he is with Rangers. So uh, I, I, we need we need some consistent quality. McKenna, I think, is a big, strong, Strap and lad. you know, and, and, and obviously very strong in the air, which is uh, which is what we need. But uh, I think it would be it would be worth sounding them out to see what kind of deal we could get. But I think the the director of football's got a lot on his plate. You would have to say and he's got. A, I mean, we've just come up with about four or five items that this guy doesn't actually start until the end of the De- end of December. I know, nah,
0: and and we've not even touched the sides of how much you, how big a job it is.
2: Oh, it's huge, absolutely colossal. You you think of the the options that you know between left back. Uh, You know, centre half cover, midfielders. About moving, moving people on is probably a bigger problem than than actually uh, getting some in the door. Because I I think there there will be opportunities there. But I think he has to be, uh, you know, like said Jack. I would I would punt Borna. I would uh, I would take whatever money we could get because he's leaving in the summer for nothing anyway. So if it was half a million, a million pounds, I, I would let him go. You know, so Ruth. Yeah. Again, I would take. I, I would take a bag of chips for Kemal Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I till... well,
0: what she doesn't if... handle, they might burn themselves a bit for the season. Ah, I know. I was thinking that myself, Andrew. <laughs> but um, well, for I mean, um,
2: the, the director, of football on field, come on. I've got. Uh, I've got lots in their entry, so it'll be interesting there uh, to see what what they make of it.
0: Well. I think on that note, uh, we don't want to say TMR Roof's name too many times because he might get earache and be out for the next two years. So I think <clears> we, <throat> we shall wrap up the pod then. Um... As always, a massive thank you to all the listeners um, who've watched in, got involved with in the comments. Really is appreciated as always. And again, if you do want more content um, for a pound a month, wherever you get your podcast, either Apple, Spotify, or even on YouTube, you can join the membership and you can get extra content. So gents, um, as always, I want I'm going to press you for a goodbye to all the listeners and a prediction for Saturday as Rangers take on Dundee. So, Andrew, thank you for coming on. What's the score?
1: Thanks again, Colin. Thanks, Davies. Uh, thanks, listeners, for another good good pod tonight. Uh, great, great, good, good pod tonight. Um, I'll go for 3-0 to Rangers. I think it'll be a result that will get us back into the... Uh, the confident wins, call instead of the shaky wins. Um, no tense affair at Ibrox. Um, a comfortable victory um, with uh, generic player number four up front, um, scoring some goals, um, because I don't know which of the strikers will do it, but one of them will. That's the main point. Um, uh, I'll say a Tav pen, just because I always say it now. It's the routine. It's almost as if it happens every week, doesn't it?
0: I, I know, and eyebrows as well, it's just it, it's the yeah. rules now, it has to happen But um, Of course aye, But no, good Good having you on as always, mate um, David T, joining for the continent, always a pleasure um, Never a chore, what is your score for Saturday?
3: Well, thanks for having me on Thanks everybody for listening I'll just add, I'm in an the anti-Shankland uh, group uh, <laughs> no. I don't want them to it
1: We made it all the way <laughs> to I the
3: end So Oh, I've never come up before um, I, I, I'm going to go for 4-0 I think uh, I think the, the strikers will get it together and I think Danilo or Danilo or whoever, I seem like I'm saying it wrong but uh, I, I'm probably saying it the way the Dutch would say it uh, um, I, I think he will come good in, in, in most games so I will go for Danilo scoring 2 and we'll win 4-0
0: well, here's hope that comes through. Um Davey P, last but by no means least. Thank you for coming on, mate. What's your prediction?
2: Well, just to get Danilo's name correctly, I think in Portuguese it's Danny Pish. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: it was Danilo on the Dundee commentary uh,
2: the last time we played Dundee. Uh, listen, I think Dundee might be uh, might be interesting watching Saturday because uh, we go along there and see what Dundee brings because They've, they've been uh, they seem to be quite adventurous the last few weeks you know they've been kind of getting among the goals it'll be interesting to see what they bring but uh, here's hoping but I think I'm going to go for a 4-1 because I, I think they might uh, try and get up so, the block so I had this cracking idea of, of using Seema as a centre forward <laughs> and putting the Fondo and the Cosland out wide you know just in much the same way as well too much as, yeah. yeah, we used, a Uribe. We used a Uribe through the centre and, you know, we uh, we actually got something from it. So, he, he certainly oh. he can head the ball, he, he, he'll, he'll go for the runs, he's pacey, he certainly knows the road to goal. So, I think maybe we'll get something. Well, you're the forgetting, Davy.
0: there's a right to passage once. If you're playing a midfielder up front, he has to go to your left back first, prove he's worth it, yeah. left back, then get a shot up front. Yeah. In the and Uribe he needs to
1: play against Braga. So yeah. unless we get them dropping down in the next round of the Europa League, it won't do it this season. So we have to uh, can I just a serious
3: point? Can I say a serious point? I think if you, you put him in the centre-forward position, you're cutting down the room that he's got to run into. So I think he's far better being wide and running into the space between the two centre-halves. I think that's the way that he, the, the, why he's scoring so many goals because... He's not got two players around him all the
1: time. That's what we need. More wideos, that's what we need. Aye.
0: No, I think there's a, definitely a point to, to utilise his pace a wee bit more. And when we're short of options and Matondo coming back, then it might be 1-8-4. not, in all seriousness, I think it's... The more creative we can get, the better uh, keep teams on their feet. But on that note, um, I've I actually got to go for 4-1 as well Then um, before David took it. So I'm going to go for a 5-1. Um, I do <laughs> think... Um, I do think we'll concede. I think we've got the odd brain farting still, but um, I've got to go for 5-1 Rangers. So, until then, folks, thank you very much for listening, and I hope your team wins at the weekend.